Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast. The <laughs> Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. Bigpodcast.com is the site. And this episode, it is the audio version of my weekly newsletter. It goes out every Friday morning, New York time. It's called Big Podcast Insider. Everything that I'm talking about is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This episode is basically bonus commentary to the items that I'm talking about this week. And those items are, if Krusty the Clown had a podcast, International Podcast Day, that happens September 30th, going to talk about that, some things that you can do to make every day International Podcast Day, a secret to audience growth. That's why you're here. That's my whole company, what I do day in and day out, help you grow your audience, get more people excited about your podcast, make more money with your podcast. Meetings versus podcast interviews, and also tools that solve your podcasting problems. I run this like an old school audiobook, the kind you had when you were a kid. When you hear this sound, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's time to turn the page. That's Dave Jackson from a podcast he does called Ask the Podcast Coach. He said, yeah, I know he's got a website because he talks about it all the time. Yeah, you know what it is, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's where the newsletter is. That's where all the links to everything that I'm talking about are. So when you hear Dave Jackson, newsletter.bigpodcast.com, you know I'm on to the next item. This episode brought to you by Riverside.fm. It's the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video. I used to go into a studio, a little bitty production room, probably, I don't know, eight by eight, 10 by 10, something like that. Maybe a hundred square feet at most. It's got a whole lot of equipment. It's got my engineer, Stephanie, producer, Gary. It's got a guest, maybe two guests, and it's got me. When COVID came around, wasn't very safe to get in that room. And it's still not safe to get in that room. Four or five people in a small room like that, you don't know where they've been. One of the things that we started doing to keep the production going is remote interviews. So Riverside.fm allows you to do that. A lot of people are doing remote interviews now. That's the great thing about it. A lot of our guests are more familiar with remote broadcasting now. But even if they're not, Riverside.fm makes it easy. It's as simple as clicking on a web link. Click a link, go in your Chrome browser, boom. You're in the Riverside.fm studio recording a studio quality podcast. If you do audio only, your listeners will never know. Theater of the mind. They're going to think you're in the same room. It sounds that good. You can try it out for free. I'll give you enough time to do an interview or two. It's Riverside.fm. Go there now. Try it out for free. If you like it, I've got a discount code for you. 15% off now and forever. So don't think there's any obligation to stay for years and years and years. But if you want to, you're going to keep getting that discount. You get 15% off the discount code BIGPODCAST. So go to riverside.fm. You decide to sign up. Here's the code again, BIGPODCAST, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You ever seen The Simpsons? It's been around, I don't know, what, 20, 30 years now? One of the longest running shows on television ever. And if you have seen it, even if you haven't, you've probably seen the old clown Krusty who thinks everybody is ripping off his act. That guy stole my bit. <laughs> It happens almost on every single episode. This guy's been around for a while. He was doing things that were innovative at one time, you know, now, 50 years later, however old he is, a lot of people have copied what he's been doing. And I see that happening a lot in podcasting. Guys that have been around for a while, guys like me, I started podcasting in 2005. We happened to get in early for whatever reason. I was doing radio. I saw Dave Jackson, speaking of Dave Jackson, and he was doing a podcast. He just started one a couple of months before I started this new show. I thought, you know, we could probably put this radio show 
out as a podcast. So I did. Anyway, the point is, it was stroke of luck for most of us. I just happened to know Dave before he was doing podcasting, saw him doing it, thought, hey, I can do this. And you see that same thing happening with more and more people. And before you know it, we're all podcasting. A lot of the guys that have been around a long time, they're kind of like Krusty the Clown. They're still doing the same thing they were doing back in 2005. And back then, it was a novelty. We didn't have this great recording equipment. A lot of us, if we did have access to it, we didn't know how to use it. When I'm on broadcast radio, like I said, when I talked about Riverside.fm, I've got an engineer, I've got a producer. All I've got to do is prep the show, walk in the studio, speak. Everything else is handled for me. Podcasting has made it so a lot of radio guys, we have learned the tech. But there's still a lot of the old school guys, the guys who were around back in 2005, almost 20 years later, they're still doing the same thing. Recording into digital recorders, doing what I call Ramblecast. It's all about them, not about the audience. And a lot of those guys are mad that they are not getting the attention that newer podcasters are. It's the Krusty the Clown thing. That guy stole my bit. I was podcasting first. And that's ridiculous because what's happened is these guys simply have not kept up with where podcasting is. But I can see the frustration. When you've been in something a long time, it's easy to look at new people who have seemingly quick success or more success than you're having and think, oh man, I've been doing this so long. Why are these guys having more success than I am? I see this in the music business a lot. I know a backup singer, good friend of mine, about 70 years old. She's worked with everybody from Elvis Presley to Bob Dylan. Great singer, legendary. She's in a vocal group with her sisters, a quartet. And these guys can go out, gather around a single microphone, and it sounds like the record. They are so good. They've been doing it since they were little kids. They grew up together. They've got that family harmony. They sound amazing. And I asked her, I said, are you a better singer than the people you're backing up? Because she's working with big time country acts now. These young girls that have come up through American Idol, through that system, network television, reality television, these influencer types. And she said, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> but then she said, my job isn't to be better in those cases, is to help make the main act sound good, to help make the main act look good. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Certainly better than Krusty the Clown. It's easy for us to get into this thing. That guy stole my bed and be mad that somebody else is having more success than we are. This can show up in a lot of different ways. A lot of times what I will see is a host is maybe a little bit jealous of the guest. The guest is having some great success and the host wants to bring himself, bring herself into the interview. Make the guest look good. That's your job. Sometimes it can be cool to bring yourself into it, but your job is always to make the guest look good, in this case, sound good. So do it in service of that. I think that's a better way to look at things than Krusty the Clown. So my advice to you, if you feel like you're in this situation, and we all do at times, is to keep going. In this issue, I've got ways for you to strengthen your relationships with listeners, make the most of social media promotions, and create interview format episodes that matter. You ready, Dave Jackson? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. International Podcast Day. It just happened. It's September 30th of every year. But even though you missed it for this year, let's talk about how we can participate as if it is International Podcast Day every day. This is one of the things that these guys were doing, and I thought this was really smart. It's a long hashtag, hashtag International Podcast Day, to engage others worldwide, get them talking about the event. That's super easy for us to do. Engage people with a hashtag, engage in hashtags that are already going. And you can do that to promote your podcast, get clear with what you're talking about on your podcast by talking with people who are in the trenches on a certain topic. 
Hashtags are great for keeping an ear to the street and knowing what people want to talk about. Grab your mic and camera, ask someone about their favorite podcast, share the response on social media. I thought this was really interesting. Why do people like podcasts? And this is good for you as a host, even if you don't share the response on social media. Why is it that people like podcasting? A lot of times we've got a podcast, we've got people listening, but we don't know why they're listening. Sometimes we think it's one thing and it turns out to be something completely different. An example of that is a nonfiction how-to podcast. Let's say it's Car Talk. Remember Car Talk, Click and Clack? They talk about cars. Here's why your car is not running. Here's why your car is running. Here's how to keep it running. But a lot of people listen to Click and Clack. They didn't care about cars. They just wanted to hear these guys cut up, joke around with callers, joke around with each other. They like the people who are hosting the podcast. This is another reason for you to get in the trenches and talk to people who are listening to your podcast. Because a lot of times what's making us successful is something we don't even think anything about because we're so used to it. We take it for granted. So knowing that, you can bring out a little bit more of that and have even more success with your podcast. One of the things the organizers of International Podcast Day suggested was change your social media image to an International Podcast Day logo. I like the idea of that for a podcaster. I think if you're doing something like a challenge, a 30-day challenge, that's one of the things that I recommend for podcasters to do. Do something where you and your audience can go through something together. If you want to be part of that, here's a social media icon. Here's a hashtag. Here's something you can do to feel part of this group as we move forward together. That's a great one. Explain to someone what a podcast is. (laughs) I talk about this in my book, Big Podcast. (laughs) If you do this, don't get into what an RSS feed is. Just tell people it's like on-demand radio that you can listen to via your phone. They don't need to know how it works technically. They just need to know that it works. You can share your favorite podcast with someone, coworker, friend, teammate. This is something you could organize for your podcast. If you want to double your audience, this is a pretty easy way to do it. Just have your listeners go tell other people like them because we hang out with people who are just like us. Hey, I like this podcast. You might like this podcast. Share your favorite podcast. How about sharing your podcast? Encourage your listeners to do that and then make it easy for them to do that. Send thanks to your favorite podcasters. That's something that's nice to do. And that's something you can do as a podcast host. Engage with your listeners. If you've got people who are tweeting you, responding to your stuff on Instagram, let them know that you appreciate that. I do this with every single person who interacts with me on Twitter, Instagram, any other social media network, but those are the big two. If you're going to retweet my stuff, if you're going to engage with me, I'm going to engage with you back. If you want to try it, at David Hooper on Twitter. Provide a rating and review for Apple Podcasts or other platforms. I think that's something nice that we can do for other podcasters. Does it matter for your podcast? Eh, maybe. I mean, somebody's looking to support your show, you can let people know, hey, rating and review is nice. I think it helps somewhat as far as social proof. What it's not going to do though, is it's not going to save your podcast if your podcast is not well done. If you're doing one of these ramble casts that I talked about, you're not editing, you're not taking the time to put together a great episode, ratings, reviews, no matter how good they are, they're not gonna help you. Anyway, International Podcast Day, It happens every year, September 30th. But for you and me, it's happening every day because we're living it, baby. Link to this. How about it, Dave Jackson? We're going to find more information about this. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. A secret to audience growth. Feeling overwhelmed with the amount of social media videos and other content that you feel you need to create? You will love this old school advice on growing an audience. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have 10,000 people watch every YouTube video you create 
Or would you rather have 50 people show up every time you do an in-person presentation? I suppose it depends on how often you're doing in-person presentations. (laughs) You're going to have to get out there. But imagine being able to go out every night, a few times a week, however often you want to do it, have 50 live people in the audience. That would be amazing for most podcasters. That would be game-changing for most podcasters. Here we are thinking about TikTok. Man, those numbers are crazy inflated. I got 10,000 people on TikTok. Okay, do you? Million, do you? Instagram. Remember when Instagram was a thing? Now it's kind of like, kind of over it. It's like TikTok 2, but nobody's buying it because we already got TikTok 1. We don't need it. The point is, is that people come and go on social media, but if you could have 50 people in front of you in a live audience, you could make a lot of impact. There's a higher level of trust and commitment when people physically get in front of you. Imagine that. You're speaking across town. People in your town know you're speaking across town. It's across town for them too. They got to get in their cars, fight traffic, fight weather, find parking, take the time. They can't do it on demand because you're there at a very specific date and time. That's commitment. And if you've got that level of commitment from your audience, that's going to be huge. You don't have to have a big audience to make something happen with that. This is something that you can start right now. If you want trust and commitment, that's what you're looking for. That is what your audience is looking for. I talked about doing this via social media a minute ago, getting in the trenches with the people who are listening to your podcast. But you want to have those one-on-one conversations, not just via social media, but in person, on the phone, in ways that are a little bit deeper than a 280-character tweet. With that said, I think you can start on social media. This is something you can do right now. I've got a unified inbox tool. It's called Jufi. This is the way that I do it. I log into Jufi. It's got everything that I need. Google My Business, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's all there in one single inbox. I go through them one by one. Thanks for spreading the word. Hey, that's a good idea. Hey, let me know more about that. I interact with every single person who interacts with me on social media. Doesn't take a lot of time. Not nearly as much time as you would think when you've got a unified inbox. You can check this out. Where, Dave Jackson? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Meetings versus podcast interviews. We're all familiar with bad remote meetings. This is a COVID thing. COVID hit, bam! All those crazy meetings we used to have to sit through in person, we're doing them online. They're coming into our house. And that's made it easy for people to just show up. They're not prepared. Only a few people there get a real chance to speak. It can be chaotic. If you were somebody like me and you went from in-person interviews to online interviews, have you noticed this? I don't think people take them as seriously. This takes it back to the last thing that I mentioned about the 50 people who are in person with you. If somebody knows they've got to be somewhere at a specific date and time, if they know they have to get in the car, drive, fight traffic, fight weather, find a place to park, that's a bit more of a commitment. And because of that, people come prepared. They put a little bit more work into what they're doing. I almost never had people cancel on in-person interviews with me. When we started doing remote interviews, and maybe this was covid Maybe this was just like, eh, you know, whatever. We're working from home. Wee. Maybe it wasn't just that they thought it was another Zoom call. But people would reach out to us. But, yeah, you know, hey, just um, I'm feeling a little under the weather today. I, I can't do it. I've had people reach out to me, no doubt, 10 minutes beforehand. Cancel. Now, sometimes that's intimidation. That's one of the reasons you want to make it easy. Use something like Riverside.fm. Make it super easy, walk them through the process where they're not intimidated, not worried about making idiots of themselves. It's very easy to walk into a studio, even though maybe that's intimidating for somebody, 
But when the only thing you've got to do is sit there, have somebody put a mic in front of you, they're making you sound good. You got to be your own engineer. This is something we worry about as podcast hosts, but your guest is also worrying about it. Again, another reason to get something like Riverside.fm, because if it's easier for them to set up, if it's easier for them to feel good, they're more likely to show up for that. But the downside, eh, it's easy just not to do anything. Anyway, this is one of the reasons that you want to be very specific about what you expect from people when you're interviewing them remotely and also letting them know exactly what the process is. These are five steps to improve your next remote interview. The first thing you can do as a host, you need to prepare and you need to follow an agenda. Because this cuts both ways. This isn't just the guests that are flaking out on people. This is also hosts working from home, like, oh, well, I got this interview coming up. You're not preparing as much as you used to either. So preparing and following an agenda, not just wasting a guest time by getting on, well, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Tell me about yourself. What is your expertise? What can we talk about? You got any ideas for this episode? Uh Uh-uh. You're the host, man. You are the host. You are in control. The guest does what you want. Two, come prepared. Show up, man. Get a good night's sleep. Eat breakfast. Have water. Do whatever you need to do. You wouldn't believe how many of these remote interviews that I get on. Someone's like, oh man, I just got to finish eating. Really? Dude, it's uh, two o'clock. We said we're going to start this thing. I only got an hour. But a lot of hosts do that too. This is one of the reasons you use something other than Zoom when you do a remote interview. People think of Zoom as, oh, I'm going to chat with grandma. <laughs> it's, it's laid back. You're not recording it. Show up, don't have to use a mic. Ah, yeah, I, got, I got a mic here, but I don't, I don't feel like plugging it in. Can I just use AirPods? No, no, this is going out to everybody. But because they don't see that, they don't think about it. You see that because you're dealing with this interview after the fact. You're dealing with the listeners. You're having interaction with the listeners. The guest is like, whew, all right. I recorded a great interview. I was so witty. I got guests, ooh, man, no, no. This isn't the bash guest, but I'm just saying that you coming prepared, you having an agenda, you setting the standards for what you want your remote interviews to be, you do that and they will come to you. You take it seriously, they will take it seriously. Third thing, if you're doing video, you got to nail your surroundings. And this also includes audio, by the way. You need to be in a quiet place. I never thought about this because I do audio only. I'm not a video guy. Occasionally, ask the podcast coach, that podcast I mentioned with Dave Jackson. I did video for that. That's fine. Do video for the client calls that I've got. But as far as video podcast, eh, not really. And somebody mentioned this to me. I never thought about it because I don't do this kind of work. And I also have a very specific space where I do my podcasting. I'm right now in what I call the Red Room. Red Podcast is how it got its name. Five by eight room, 40 square feet. It's more or less a walk-in closet. I've had an electrician wire it. It's got lighting, different electronics in it. It's got gear and it's sound treated. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people, you see a kitchen behind them or something. And if you do a video, you can see dog walk in, kid walk in, wife, husband walk in. So I start washing the dishes. I've had that happen. This dude's at a kitchen table. This is audio only, by the way. I'm hearing cling, 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 cling. Uh, Dude, what's going on? Oh man, I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, my wife's just doing dishes. You hear the water, which is an audio engineer's nightmare. White noise behind you. (laughs) Impossible to get out. Cling, 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 cling. All right, dude, if you want to come off that way. And what ended up happening was that interview never got released. But anyway, you got to nail your surroundings, be in a quiet place. If you're doing video, show up looking good. Ensure you're having a two-way conversation 
mentioned a minute ago about how meetings, how people don't get to speak. I'm amazed at people that talk over each other. This is something I talked about on the last episode. Those were turnoffs that listeners have. And I'll be back with more of those, by the way. The next episode is going to be more turnoffs. Reason why listeners do not stick with your podcast. But not having a two-way conversation. People talking over each other, thinking they have to respond to every single thing. Yes, yes, uh-huh, hee, yes, yes, hee. You don't have to respond to every single thing. Silence is fine. I talked about that in the last episode. If you want to go back, go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's the easiest way to do it. I was talking over guests because I wanted to control the conversation. I was nervous about my own ability to do that. And I was also scared of dead air. And that's something that guests and hosts run into a lot. We think three seconds. Oh my gosh, three seconds. It seems like a minute to us. It's not a minute. It's three seconds. You got to get used to that. It's a different timeline when you're recording podcast. And your podcast is like jazz. That silence can make what you do say, what you do play, in the case of jazz, stand out. But do ensure you're having a two-way conversation. You also want to conclude by summarizing key takeaways. And I can do that right here. The five steps to improve your next remote interview. One, prepare and follow an agenda. Two, come prepared. Three, nail your surroundings. That's being a quiet place. Also, look good if you need to look good. Four, ensure you're having a two-way conversation. And five, conclude by summarizing the key takeaways. I also did that at the very beginning of this episode, if you remember. I said, here's what I'm going to talk about. Item one, item two, item three. Got more information about this? Where, Dave Jackson? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Tools that solve your podcasting problems. I'm not exaggerating when this is a site that is worth bookmarking. Remember when bookmarks were a thing? Back in 95, World Wide Web was starting to take off. We're like, woo, got to bookmark that site. Might need to go back to it. You end up with thousands and thousands of bookmarks that you never, ever, ever have gone back to. Some sites, though, they break the mold. And this is one of those. It's a single place where you can handle dozens of things you'll find helpful for producing and publishing your podcast and also your related marketing tasks. You can remove the background from an image with this tool. Edit a PDF. Compress images so they load faster. Profile Photo Maker. You want to look good on Twitter, Instagram. You want your guest to look good in all the images that you've got of the guest. This is going to do it for you. Convert images from that compressed iPhone image format to JPEG. Blur backgrounds. You got that kitchen behind you? Blur it, man. Got a way to do it at this site. Generate QR codes. Instagram video downloaders. You see something on Instagram, think, ah, yeah. I'd like to take that, repost it, remix it. This thing will download it for you. Online meme generators. And here's a great one. Extract audio from video. You've got something on YouTube you want to download, replay it on your podcast. This will do it. Extract audio from video. And it is free. I've got it linked. Where, Dave Jackson? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. The next episode, I'm going to talk more about podcast turnoffs, why people are not listening to your podcast at all, or if they are listening, not sticking around. The previous episode to this one has some of those things. You can subscribe to this podcast to get that previous episode and also get the next one and all future episodes. The way to do that, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I make it easy, easy, easy on you. Got an iPhone? I got an iPhone button. Android? Android button. You're one of these old podcasters? That guy stole my bed. You want an RSS feed? I got you, baby. One click is all it takes. I've got a QR code you can scan with your phone. It's going to let you take this podcast on the road, in the car, in the gym, wherever you go. Because you know you burn more calories when you're listening to me. It's proven. <laughs> it's proven. Yeah, try it. Try it. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Scan that QR code. 
subscribe to Build a Big Podcast, hit the gym. You'll see. Get to the end of that Stairmaster workout. What? How did I burn so many calories? Oh, David's in my ear. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Appreciate you. Got some great stuff coming up for you. And if you don't have the email version of the newsletter, every Friday it goes out. Closing in on 100 issues, you can find the latest one as well as the archive at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What's that URL, Dave? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.